You're listening to The Interview. In-depth retailer interviews with inspirational people. Hosted by Ben Bland. Brought to you by The Retail Exchange. In association with Visual Thinking. Inspiring retail performance. Hello, I'm Ben Bland and welcome to this latest in the interview series from The Retail Exchange podcast. In many ways, we live in the era of the still photograph. Hundreds of millions of images are taken, uploaded and shared online around the world every single day. But where does that leave traditional photography? Well, the iconic photography brand Leica has opened a new flagship store in central London. And with me to talk about the issues facing the industry is Jason Heward, who is the UK managing director for them. Jason, uh, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Jason, just give us an overview of uh, the Leica brand and, and where it sits in 2019. We're a German company around the globe. We have now um, 50 of our own company stores, plus about another 25 partner stores. We have 20 galleries. So there's plenty of places where we can engage with customers as a brand and we can sort of help them on their yeah, journey to become a better photographer. We're 106 years old. It started from a an engineer who, who was looking for how he could improve photography, really. Photography was a very static pastime. So you were there with a big box and a sort of a cloak over your head and, and it, photography had to come to you. So he was thinking about, well, how can I make photography different so you can go to wherever you need to be so you can go to what we you know where the decisive moment is happening so this was um oscar barnack who's the engineer who invented the first 35 mil camera so instead of a camera being a big wooden box it was a, a small kind of 35 mil camera which meant that you could go out and yeah and take photographs wherever you needed to be this changed photography really and it meant that sort of photojournalism started Ever since that day, really, Leica has always been about creating um, cameras that will allow you to to go and capture those uh, precious moments in time. If you look at the last kind of 100 years of photography, most of those kind of really iconic photographs that you can think about, the sort of Napalm Girl, Che Guevara, Muhammad Ali, they're all taken on Leicas um, because that was the kind of the go-to camera for the photojournalists. Um, and we are still at that point where we are still enabling people now to take great photography. Um, it's uh, very important for us as a brand to not just work with professional photographers, but to work with everyone who wants to you know, enjoy photography more. And what is it that sets the Leica brand apart? I mean, the, the kind of the most fundamental difference is that we're not a mass manufacturer brand. So our products are still handmade in Germany, um, which means that we can do things differently to others. We're not, we're not relying on a factory that has to be sort of churning out products 24 hours a day. It means that we can make products that are, are very precious, very iconic in their design, and actually very focused on the photographer. I mean, one fantastic example is we make a black and white only camera, um, which, you know, commercially probably doesn't make a lot of sense but actually there are a number of photographers who who park back to those days where they could take amazing black and white imagery and this is a digital camera that allows you to do that and the timing of the new store in central london why now We've had a, a store in central London since uh, 2009, but actually um, it, it, we're, we're sort of quite limited because it's, it's quite a small store. And what we're finding now is that 
people want to come in and spend more time in in our stores uh, it's really important for us to exhibit work so you can come in and, and look at great photography and you can sort of engage with the staff in the store I mean the staff tend to be um, very very knowledgeable about photography most of them are sort of part-time photographers we want to really create a space where you can come and get you know engage with them spend time look at great work look at they can look at your work you can come on our workshop so it's bucking the trend a little bit in retail but for us we, we we just need to expand we need to create yeah bigger better places the reason i ask is because people listening to this will be very familiar with the the challenges that have faced uh, photography stores on the high street in recent years what is it that is driving leica to expand its store footprint so the concept of our retail is, is a very sort of personal um, experience. So it, it's a place where you come, you spend time, um, we accompany you on your journey. It's not just about coming in and buying a camera and that's it, goodbye. You know, we'll never see you again. It's about you coming in, us finding out a little bit about what it is, you know, what photography you're interested in, how you want to progress as a photographer. And then we, we accompany you on that journey. So we'll, we'll bring you in on our workshops, we'll, we'll have some great photographers come and do masterclasses. We'll show you great work. We'll exhibit great work. We'll have some wonderful events. So it's a, it's a multi-dimensional retail, really. And I think that's what, what other, cam, you know, photographic retailers have suffered from, really. And it's no different from any other retail. You know, if you're not, if you're not offering a great experience or something um, that goes beyond just buying, you know, buying on Amazon, then yeah, it's it's no surprise that you're you're not going to last today. Uh, creating a customer experience is very much of the zeitgeist at the moment for mm. retailers. And you, you mentioned the academy where mm. you will have masterclasses hosted within the store. How do you translate that into sales? Though? How do you make it worthwhile? The, the more you experience photography, the better you sort of become uh, in photography. The more you'll be interested in buying other products, the more you'll be interested in sort of expanding, yeah, the, the equipment you use. So um, it sort of, it, it, it just follows really that, yeah, the more we teach people to do photography, the more they'll want to buy um, great cameras, which will enable them to take their photography to, to a next level. I mean, it's something, you know, experiential retail is very sort of off the moment, but actually it's something we've been doing since the 1930s. So. So it's nothing new to us, this kind of bringing customers in and, and yeah, giving them great experiences. When you look at how many still images are taken and shared and uploaded every day mm. around the world, photography is more often than not done on their phones, on yeah. their smartphones. You'll struggle to find a smartphone that doesn't have a camera yeah. these days. How does the traditional photography market respond to that? How does Leica survive when people are perhaps less inclined to go and buy a traditional camera? Yeah, I mean, what we what we find now is that people are less inclined to go and buy a sort of an entry level camera, so something sort of sub five hundred pounds, because actually, yeah, your you know smartphone cameras are getting better and better, and it's not just the sort of the the sensor size is getting bigger in a phone, but actually the software that then creates a a, a, a great picture from that. Uh, camera is getting better as well. So for us, um, we, we we embrace it really. We have a, a 
a licensed partnership with um, Huawei, the, the Chinese phone manufacturer, and we provide them with technology for their lenses. So yeah, we're, we're very much involved in smartphone photography. If you if you ignore it, that's a sort of a, a, a very uh, perilous way to go, really. And it's a bit like, you know, like a, a few years ago, they were, they were very reluctant to move from analogue to digital. And that was um, something that nearly cost the company, really. You have to embrace times and you have to go with it. And actually what we're seeing is more and more people are now becoming interested in photography again. It's sort of sparking people's creativity. And yes, your your, your camera phone will, will take great pictures and will take uh, pictures that are good enough for, for a lot of what you do. But actually, if you want to then um, become a better photographer, you know, take maybe better landscapes, better portraits, then you'll look to moving into a camera. And that's really where Leica is, is sees a, a future in this industry. It's interesting you mentioned the partnership with Huawei, the smartphone mm. maker. I just wonder within Leica, within the company, was there any hesitation about that? Was there any concern that it might perhaps alienate the purists among your customer base, that it would risk devaluing the brand? I don't think so. I mean, if you look at you know, if you look at the history of photography, it's always been about innovation. It's always been about sort of technology and, and what you can do next, and what's and what you can do to help photographers, you know, take better pictures, take more pictures, take them wherever they want to. So it's a, it's just inevitable, really, that you're going to yeah move move forward with the times and, and move forward with technology. And I think. Like uh, people perhaps have this perception that it's um, a very sort of historic uh, company, but actually, yeah, we've been at the forefront of a lot of technology within photography, and we continue to do that. And that's why it makes sense for Leica to to, to partner with a smartphone company. And who's buying Leica cameras? Yeah, good question. I think people have this sort of stereotypical view of it—a typical Leica customer—and that might be a sort of a, you know a, a, an, an older you know, more mature person who, because of the price point. Um, but actually, we see a variety of customers. Yes, you'll get people who will who will buy it because their finances allow them to go and buy the sort of best camera equipment. But we'll see people who come in and buy it because they use it as a working tool. They're professional photographers who need um, a camera and Leica is their sort of choice. But you'll also, we'll also see people who will spend, you know, a, a number of years saving up to buy a Leica because they know that that will enable them to be a better photographer. So it's a, a broad range. I mean, price point tends to tends to make our average customer sort of perhaps more mature between 40 and 60. But we're seeing a lot of young people coming into the brand now, particularly with the resurgence in analogue photography. You clearly have a passion for photography and that comes across. That has obviously uh, shaped your journey to where you are mm. now. Talk us a little bit through the career path that you've you've had to date. Yeah, so I, I guess my career it's, it's not a traditional one. Everyone always presumes I'm in, I'm a sort of a photographer or something like that, really, which I then show them my photographs and they quickly uh, realise <laughs> I'm not. Um, my career, I, I suppose, has been in three quite uh, separate parts. So um, I spent a, a number of years in the civil service, and that was um, interesting working for um, uh, different departments where my favourite one was the Women and Equality Unit. So that was all around what government can do to help sort of equality. So that was great. I was lucky enough to be there at the time we brought in the Civil Partnership Act and things like that. So some real um, life-changing moments there. Then I moved into management consulting. And again, that was equally interesting because you got to work with a lot of different companies. Um, for me, I've always been a very curious person and, and that really uh, fueled my curiosity, just going into different companies and seeing how they work and just understanding how organizations function. Um, and now in, in Leica, which is, yeah, 
a, a, a different uh, different again. But um, I think it's easy to to learn and to bring experiences from other industries into into what you do now. So although they all seem very very sort of different, you, you learn a lot from each of them, and a lot of them have, have helped me with, with what I'm doing now. Yeah. And based on the career that's taken you to the point of UK mm. uh, managing director at Leica, what have you picked up along the way that has informed the way that you now manage your team? Curiosity, I think, is is, is one of the, the big things, really. You know, or just trying to um, stay curious yourself and, and spark that in other people as well. If you get stuck in a rut, if, if you sort of just come in and try and do the same thing that you did yesterday or the day before, then you'll never really progress as a company and you'll never really progress as an individual. So it's great to stay curious. Um, you, it's great to enable people to stay curious as well. It's, I mean, the, the thing about a workplace is it can be quite stifling if you have, have very sort of traditional hierarchical organizations. So you have to um, liberate your your employees, really. You have to allow them to to do, uh, come up with innovative ways of working, to be creative and, yeah, to, to do great things. I always think no one comes in, no one gets up in the morning and thinks, wow, I want to go in today and do a, a, a crap job. You go in and you think you want to do something great. So you just have to enable that. And on a practical level, how do you enable that? By allowing people to um, take risks in work, by allowing people to, to run with ideas that, yeah, you know, you know, they may, they won't all be successful, but some of them will. So it, you just have to create a sort of a safe space for people to, to, um, you know, come up with ideas and and to, to try different ways of working. Um, treat people like an adult, and, and you know, give people flexibility as well. Um, there's nothing worse than having a boss who kind of treats you like a, a child. I mean, it's just yeah, we're all growing up, so allow people to be growing up and allow people to do a good job. And what's the the biggest impact that you feel you've had since joining the company? Biggest impact with Leica? I think it's about becoming, uh, bringing the company closer to its customers, bringing the company closer to to sort of photographers. I mean, one of the one of the things I love most about my job is that we're not stuck out on a sort of you know an industrial estate uh, miles out of town. Actually, our office. Is, is above our store um, and we have a cafe so um, the, one of the great things is that I get a lot to spend a lot of time with our customers and with photographers and things like that and it brings the brand much closer to them um, it becomes much more of a sort of a community and much more personal to them and I also learn a lot I, you know I get to talk to customers most days so I understand what it is they're interested in I understand how how they want us to develop as a brand You've said before that you believe customers don't just want to own a product, they want to be part of a brand. Mm. How did you reach that conclusion and what exactly do you mean by that? So anyone can go and buy a camera from anywhere. I mean, you know, you can go and buy, a, 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 you can click and collect on Amazon. You can, you can do having something delivered to you the next twenty four hours. But that's then you just own a camera, actually, and that's that's a very sort of um, very two dimensional, almost one dimensional. Um, way of way of buying something really for me what customers want to do is they want to become part of something they want someone who's going to accompany them um, rather than just sell them a product so if you go into a store yeah we want to know we want to know about you we want to know about what your aspirations as a photographer are and then we want to go on that journey with you like as a very family friendly brand you know we're owned by a family and that family is very much involved in in the brand and that comes through right through into our store so 
we probably only have around 250,000 customers globally. So it's not a lot of customers. And we can, we, you know, there's no reason why we can't know those customers well. From what you've said, the strategy for Leica is not to try and compete with entry-level cameras. Is that a deliberate focus then on the higher end of the market? People who want to invest in photography as a hobby and will pay significantly more for a piece of kit that they feel is, is an investment? I mean, Leica has always kind of been in that position, just by the nature. If you make, a, you know, if you're if you're making lenses by hand, then they they're not going to be sort of the you know the price point of a mass manufacture camera. Um, so, yeah, a lot goes into handmade products, and so that determines the price of it. It's also we the components within a camera. I mean, you know, we 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 avoid using plastic. You know, we use kind of products and, and materials that last a long time and that are very sustainable. If you bought one of our cameras 60 years ago, then the lens that went on that camera will go on the camera today. These are products that will last you a, a long time. And so that determines the price. It's not sort of that we are trying to overinflate to create this kind of luxury point in the market. It's just, you know, when something is using uh, brass and using 14 elements of glass, it, it, that determines the price point, really. And so for us, it's about how can we create something that is the best tool for that photographer that will allow them to take the best photograph. And when did the sustainability start to become a consideration? I think it's, I think it's always been there because the sustainability really for, for Leica is form follows function. So for us, it's been about what materials allow us to make the best cameras. And those uh, tend not to be plastics, really. They tend to be, you know, like a brass top and bottom on a camera will last longer and will will be more stable. Um, magnesium alloy is great, makes keeps bodies nice and light. Um, yeah, we use the best glass we can, things like that. So those are the components that make the best cameras and just by their nature, because we're not looking for the sort of, to make something at a cheap price point, it becomes more sustainable. When did you buy your first Leica? When did I buy my first Leica? I'm trying to think. Oh, I bought my first Leica after joining Leica, I okay. have to say, yes. Were, were you into photography before you joined the company? I was, yeah. I, I, it was another brand, which I won't mention, okay. but yeah. <laughs> very yeah, I've, I've, I've always, yeah, I've always loved taking photographs. I mean, am I the world's best photographer? Certainly not at all. But um, yeah, it's just something I, I, I enjoy doing, just as a sort of a creative hobby, really. Yeah. And the best photo you've taken? Oh, I haven't taken that one yet, I would say. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, best yeah, one to date. Yeah, the best one to date. Um, I know. I, it's I took a photo of my dog, actually, using this um, super expensive Leica lens. Um, but, and it's amazing. It kind of renders renders the picture in an incredible way. And it's um, actually something I used to show a lot of people. And I think about three other people have gone and bought the same lens to take a similar picture with their dog as well. So, <laughs> so who knows? But, yeah, I just for me, it's just about capturing a moment in time. So photographs mean very different things depending on what that moment you've captured is. Apart from the dog, where, where do you find inspiration for photography? There are so many great photographers uh, now and, and, and throughout the sort of history. It's a very broad church photography. I love looking at old photography, but I love looking at new photography as well. I'm in a very lucky, privileged position because I get to meet a lot of photographers and I get to sort of spend time with them and you get to uh, understand the stories behind the their photography and that's a, a sort of a real privilege and that's something that makes brings photography to life understanding more about what why they took that particular image 
we've done quite a lot of work with a, a really interesting photographer, Bruce Gilden, who's did a lot of sort of street photography back in the 60s and 70s. Um, and he's a fascinating character. And actually hearing him talking about his work is um, amazing. But then... Yeah, it's just, it's it's such a, there's so many different photographers who, who I admire and who I like looking at. And that's one of the, actually one of the great things about um, Instagram is you have access to a lot of their work on a regular basis. And obviously Instagram in the in the virtual space is, mm. is a great way to mm. showcase work and, mm. and, you know, have a have a gallery of pieces you're proud of. Where are the collections that you think really showcase some of the best photography in the world? Where where would you suggest people go if they want to see top quality photographs? Yeah, I mean, obviously one of the 20 Lacquer galleries around the world <laughs> is, a, is a great place to start. It depends on the type of photography you're interested in. Uh, the Tate, Tate Modern does some great photography exhibitions. Um, it's got a great Don McCullen one at the moment. Um, I love the Photographer's Gallery uh, in London. It's, um, yeah, they do, they show some really interesting things and they um, are very good at showing photography from emerging talent as well, which is um, very commendable. There's all sorts of places, really. It doesn't have to be a sort of a big institution. And are you seeing the next generation of photographers coming through? Are you seeing that, that photography's future is safe? Yeah, oh, absolutely. More and more and more. Uh, we get approached by photographers all the time. Um, we're actually so much so that we, we, we're now uh, creating a sort of a, a new project, a new community, which is working with uh, yeah more and more up-and-coming photographers. And we've just sponsored an award at the Photographer's Gallery, which is Emerging Talent, um, and indeed Leica has run something called the Oscar Barnack Awards for, for more than 25 years. And one of those awards is um, newcomers into photography. So there is, it's a very rich pool. On a personal level, do you think the saturation in terms of our exposure to images, the ease with which people can share them online, devalues the art of photography? No, not at all. I think uh, uh, quite the opposite, really. I think it's sort of... Um it puts photography more at the forefront of everyone's mind. I mean, photography is a great way of telling a story, and, and that's one of the amazing things about Instagram, really, is, you you know, people are telling their story using Instagram. So they are, you know, sharing what they're doing, they're sharing their sort of aspirations and, and the things that matter to them on a social media platform. So for me, that sort of elevates photography rather than devalues it. Of course, it's, you know, I, w I wouldn't necessarily compare, you know, snapshots on Instagram to um you know, a great portrait taken by um, a leading magnum photographer or anything, but that's that's no different from, you know, fast food to Michelin food. They're, yeah, they're very different, but they have equal value. Nice analogy. There is the old adage of the camera never lies. Mm. These days, though, it's very <laughs> no, hard lot, to ascertain yeah. because so much can be done in post-production, yeah. can't it? Do you think that has any impact on the way that photography is practised as a hobby and as, a, as an art? I suppose it, it depends what you want to do with, do with that photograph. I mean, yes, so there's, you know, there's the downside of too much photoshopping and you know altering images um, and and the effect that can have on people when they're looking at them and sort of you know wondering why you know why don't I look like that and everything else and that that's that can only be a negative thing. But um, the basics of, of of photography are you know composition um, and how you're you know how you're dealing with light and things like that and and if you get those basics right you find that you need to do very little kind of post-production work and I don't know I mean it might just be me but actually if I ever try and do anything post-production it takes me 15 times longer than it does to take a photograph so yeah I, I avoid it so the closer you can get to a good photograph the less you need but um yeah if people want to uh, manipulate their sort of selfies on Instagram well that's 
yeah, fine for them, I guess. There was a lovely thought on one of those uh, those boards at a tube station I saw not that long ago that said, um, stop airbrushing your photos. How will we find you if you go missing? And yeah. I think that kind of underlines the extremes that some people go yeah. to. Um, in, in terms of the future for your brand yeah. and, and how you secure the legacy of uh, more than a century yeah. of, of photography for the next century... Where is the focus? So I think it's still about understanding, you know, how people want to express themselves creatively as a photographer. And I think as long as you understand that and as long as, you, you know, you have that at the forefront of your mind, then there will always be a future um, for Leica and, and other uh, camera brands. Photography will change. I mean, photography is different to what it was 25 years ago, what it was 50 years ago and 100 years ago. Um, and that's a good thing. It's just about understanding that change, going with it and being part of it rather than just kind of um, standing back and hoping to survive. And I guess that's one of the issues we have within retail is there are too many people who are just sort of standing still and expecting expecting customers to still sort of embrace them and be part of their brand. But you've got to be a progressive um, company and you've got to have progressive retail. And in terms of your ambition, the mark that you will make on Leica in the next, let's say, within the next decade, what do you want to have achieved in terms of changes? On an individual basis, I, I want to kind of bring in that next generation of photographers and make sure that they are, you know, still um, enjoying photography and enjoying cameras. Um, I love it when uh, someone comes in and they, you know, they'll stand in our gallery and they'll stand in front of a, f a, a great photograph and then they'll think, wow, I want to do something like that. And then you can kind of um, accompany them on that journey. But um, yeah, I think for me, it's about working with people as an individual and, and as um, a community really and just making sure that we as a brand are continuing to have both that digital connection with them and a very human connection as well. And given all the different things you've done in your career, do you feel that now you've found your calling as photography the sector you'll stay in? <laughs> I don't know. I have to see how my next photograph of the dog goes, really. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, it's a, it's a fantastic industry to be in just because you get to meet the most interesting people. And um, anything that involves um, art and, and creativity is a, is a complete bonus because that just makes your everyday interesting. It's not without its challenges. Obviously, any you know any brand that's relying on retail faces challenges now. So that again, that's something that keeps keeps the job interesting. But yeah, I, I think like has weathered an awful lot over a hundred years, and I, I see that yeah, just going from strength to strength. Really. And just out of curiosity, what kind of a dog is it? Yes. <laughs> so it uh, it was a well, it was. Um, oh. I should say yes. But, um, it was a Shih Tzu. So yeah, yeah. Oh. But yeah, he, he has a legacy. But that's what I mean. It, it, photography captures moments in time. That, yeah. And any plans to name a model of camera after him? Yes, I'm not so sure that yeah, my German uh, product managers would quite agree <laughs> to that. Yeah. Although we do have code names for cameras, and uh, they um, rather uh, wittily invented a camera called um, Brexit. Because they said this is going to be something that's going to be so difficult to make it will probably never happen and if it does happen it'll be a complete disaster so yeah so they actually have a good sense of humor jason thank you very much indeed for uh, for talking to us and uh, sharing your thoughts and, and insights jason hubert thank you thank you you've been listening to the retail exchange podcast subscribe online at the retailexchange.co.uk and join the debate on twitter hashtag retail exchange
This episode is brought to you by retail transformation agency Visual Thinking. Thanks for listening.